1: This is Asinine Radio. This is week four, I think, of January in the year 2020. Uh, this is uh, this is my this is gonna be a good one. We're doing a, a lot of Blink related stuff because this is technically our 182nd episode. So it's gonna be a lot of Blink talk on this, and our main episode is gonna be a giant Blink bonanza. So that's gonna <laughs> be a really fun one. So stay tuned for that. But on this pod. Uh, we're going to start with our Fearless Beer Review, then we're going to get into our Songs of the Week, which are all Blink-related, and then we're going to round out the show with some new music and other happenings in the music world. But right now, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media, at Asinine Radio. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So let's just get right into our Fearless Beer Review.
0: What do you got, Jeff?
1: I Did have a, your lunch uh, bill out?
0: Yeah, I got my lunch bill out. I have a coffee stout. All right. Today it's from Paris Brewing Company, which is in Louisiana. Uh, Broussard is the city that it's in. Broussard, I don't know, but the the coffee stout is called Reeve R E V E. But it's got one of those little like things over the first E that you pronounce the E differently, it's probably like French a, or something. I don't like know. an accent? Yeah, but it's, but it's like an arrow that points up, but just a tip of the arrow. What? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, coffee coffee stout. It's uh, made in conjunction with Reeve Coffee. Roasters, which is a, a coffee shop, and Lafayette, which is like just north, like 15 minutes north of the city. So they, they, did a, they, they did a collab, right? Something together. Yeah, that's cool. Fresh coffee with fresh beer, and they made this. So I'm pretty excited about this. All right, cool.
1: Cool beans, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool beans. Cool coffee beans. <laughs> so I have one. I have a beer uh, Mike gave me this this morning, actually, Ooh. to have on the pod, because he, he has two of them. I have a... Alpha Abstraction Double IPA. It's vol. It's volume ten of the series. Uh, it is a hazy IPA, and it's uh, it's brewed by Wild Leap Brew Com- Brew Company. This is in um, Atlanta, Georgia, from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. They opened in Lagrange, La Lagrange, Georgia, which I guess is right outside of Atlanta. But they opened back in September of 2017, and apparently they're pretty popular um, for such a. New Brewery But yeah It looks I like the label It's a cool label And it's a little 12 ounce can A little 12 ouncer, I like that
0: Is that where ZZ Top got that song from? From the actual city of LaGrange In Georgia?
1: Yeah it might be actually Are they from there? I I don't don't know I don't know anything
0: about ZZ Top Except their look And then like two songs (laughs) I know
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I don't know much about him either But uh, but let's open these up Oh yeah See what we think
0: Alright Yeah,
1: it just sprayed. It sprayed all over me.
0: It spayed
1: oh, all over Jesus. you. <laughs> it spayed. It spaded.
0: Oh man, this, smell, this smells like iced coffee, like cold brew coffee.
1: That is gross. Bro.
0: It pour's nice and
1: black. Mine, uh, mine's a pretty gold color, pretty hazy. Which I, you know, I, I am a haze bro. Some may You're say. Through and through. Some may say that I am, but. Uh. Ow. Ooh, are you okay? Did you hear that? I did. Fuck
0: my elbow. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, my my beer, it like I said, it's the 10th edition of this style of the Alpha Abstraction series. Uh it's described as a juicy, double dry hopped IPA with strata and cashmere hops. Uh it's eight percent and uh IBUs are forty six, and SRM is four point five. So are you taking your pick? Or, 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 fuck. Blah, 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 blah,
0: blah, blah. Yeah, I just took my pick right now. All right. Here's and
1: apparently, what? What percent is yours? Eight. Eight. Damn. Eight zero. Eight point zero. Mine's only like six point eight. Well, I'm gonna get a little get a little buzz. Hap, buzz going. Buzz going. I'm having a hard time speaking today.
0: It happens a lot with you, I guess.
1: <sighs> I know. I get ahead of myself. You ready for this? Ready to take our first sip? I am. All right. Here we go.
0: Oh damn! Oh, wow, that's, that's all really coffee, baby. Woofers. Wow, this
1: one's really good. This is really good.
0: Was <laughs> your what was it called again?
1: The Alpha Abstraction. The
0: Alpha Abstraction. Yeah.
1: it is. It is very very juicy. Or oh, like the I, cover. I, like I the feel art. like I'm drinking orange orange and pineapple juice, like mixed into one. That is really good. And Mike Mike told me that to, to drink this because he said he didn't like it, so he didn't mind giving the other one away because he didn't enjoy it but <laughs> damn this is this is good this is really good. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, friend of the pod Mike, for this this is a this is such a tasty treat.
0: It looks like all of their beers from Alpha abstraction have the same like label this yeah, is just with different the colors at the end.
1: also yeah, and then the, the little volume it says at the bottom.
0: But I don't see Ooh. the haze one on there though.
1: It doesn't say that it's a haze on it, but but Mike told me it was in an haze, and then all the the reviews I, I was reading on Beer Advocate and Untapped were saying that it's a haze, and it it is. Oh, okay. I well, couldn't you're find haze any bro. like I couldn't find any like stupid reviews. There weren't a lot of reviews on on any of the sites, so got nothing there, unfortunately. But ah, this is solid. This is solid
0: stuff. It looks like that brewery too, the Wild Leap. They also make vodka.
1: Yeah, I know. I I saw that too. It's a it's an interesting venture. But and what the the little bit I read about the the brewery, the two guys who own it, they 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 don't really know anything about beer, so they just hired like a head brewer to do it all for them. So like they just threw in the money, and then let everybody else do the, do everything for them.
0: That's kind of I mean, what it's. That's seems like. that's uh, that's very ballsy putting all your money into the hands of somebody else like that. Yeah. It's almost that's kind of similar like. to like the Parish Brewing Company my beer. They uh, they specifically hired when they started brewing and they started this brewery. They specifically hired people that have never worked in the beer industry, so they can teach them how to do it and get fresh perspectives on it. Hmm, okay, I mean, which also seems like weird and dangerous.
1: It seems like disingenuous too, but it works. <laughs> it really does. I mean, we, we see it here it locally is, in, in Orange County, like with Brewery X. The guy who owns that place knows nothing about brewing, but he has a lot of money, and he bought a, a giant space and he hired like some top brewer, brewers from Orange county and to work for him, and it's super successful.
0: So I think hiring hiring people that have already they know a lot, like like being somebody that doesn't know anything just like an investor, and then hiring top brewers from other places is just better than being a top brewer and hiring people that know nothing because then you're just teaching them what you know. And mm-hmm. all of all of the mistakes that you make, or all of your your subjectiveness, you're passing that onto them, and so now they're just a copy of you. Yeah, no, that's true. You're not that's getting a good like point. an actual perspective other than just what you think. Yeah, that's a good point. But my is the second largest craft in uh, all of Louisiana, so they're doing <laughs> something right.
1: Because you know Louisiana is known for its uh, craft brewing. So
0: I don't. You haven't even been to Louisiana. There's a lot of craft breweries out
1: there are there i don't know I don't yeah know. i so just
0: yeah, that I, up yeah you i've only been full
1: of, <laughs> full of shit uh so <clears throat> do you what, what do you uh what do you want to rate your beer out of our three-point
0: rating system i'm a little upset because i'm a little stuffed up today i'm a little congested mm-hmm. so i'm not getting the full effect of like the coffee but i can definitely smell it a little bit and taste it but um I mean, as of right now, this, this is easy, 2.7, 2.75. That's high. That's yeah. really high. Easy.
1: Okay. Well, my beer, our three-point rating system is three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer, one is a bad beer, but try it once, and zero is just trash. Uh, I'm going to have to give mine a 2.8, maybe a 2.9. Whoa. It's really up there. It's, it's fucking tasty. Whoa. And- and it's, uh, it's strong, but you can't taste the alcohol. It just It's super smooth. It's great. It's great stuff.
0: Well, it's good. We got, we got two good beers today. Two
1: delicious beers. Well, yours isn't, but mine is.
0: Mine is even more delicious than you think it is.
1: Eh, that's where you're wrong.
0: You'll start drinking coffee when you grow up and ditch the, <laughs> and ditch oh, the monsters. So gross. Dude, the monsters you drink are gross. Those are so nah. nasty.
1: No, nah, they're tasty. They're a tasty treat. You're like drinking that look, gasoline. That look to.
0: <laughs> No. They've got to be no. so bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for you. Most everything we do is not. Look, we're drinking beer. Beer's not good for you. God. Don't be dumb. Beer's delicious and healthy. <laughs> it's got water. Yes. Hops correct. are probably vegetables.
1: Technically, yes. I so, guess. Yes. Are they?
0: Got your grains. I don't know. Probably like a... I don't know. If they need fruits and vegetable, right?
1: <laughs> okay. Ready to move on? Do we have anything else to say about the beer?
0: No, I'm good. I've exhausted my little notes that I've had. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there was a lot on either one of these breweries, so you can't really go go too far into it. Nah. Or the beer itself. Um. All right. Let's just get into our uh, our songs of the week. What well, we kind of wanted to do because it is, you know, our 182nd episode, and we're doing our Blink Bonanza later, uh, we decided to take our favorite song from each member of the band Blink 182, all from one of their side projects. The only exception was uh, Scott Rayner, because he didn't really do; it. he hasn't really done anything outside of Blink, maybe like a couple songs here or there, but they're hard to come by. So we just kind of didn't do that. So we're it's the best of Tom. Along the best of Mark Hoppus, the best of Travis Barker, and the best of Matt Skiba, whether or not you think he's actually a member of the band, but uh, let's let's just start with Tom. Wh- what do we got for Tom? Tom's. Tom's. Do you wanna
0: go first? Or you wanna go first? <laughs> I'll go first. Okay.
1: <laughs> my my favorite Tom song outside of Blink is uh is an Angel in Airwave song. And it's their song, Overload. It was off their last EP that they put out a couple years ago. And uh, I think it's it's a departure from, I think, everything he has done in either one of his bands. And I think it's really good. It's super catchy. It's melodic. And it, it's faster. And Brooks Wackerman plays drums on it. And it's really good. It's a really, really solid song. So that, that's my Tom pick for a best song outside of Blink. What do you got?
0: Uh I have his golden showers in the Golden State. That's a solid one, too.
1: I like this because
0: it just shows that he can do the blink thing without the rest of blink
1: and he could still do it and be funny yeah. even though he's older. you know like he doesn't i mean yeah he does try a little hard in it, but it still comes off as like funny and charming, unlike you know Mark,
0: who's just
1: he needs Tom to be funny. That's
0: the thing I mean Mark doesn't like try to be funny they hey, totally rarely does. try well, maybe in California but that's well
1: that's what I'm referring to cuz that's the era we're talking about right
0: but now but not not not
1: 9 well 9 is like strictly serious strictly business
0: strictly business yeah
1: well mark what do we have for our favorite mark song
0: we have the same thing and that's chapter 13 from of plus course. 44 that is the best that i mean it
1: it's great i almost put another one another song from this uh from this album but which one? Couldn't do it. Like and throat. Uh I almost chose that one. But chapter thirteen's too too fucking good.
0: I think like like and Thrope has just great nostalgia attached to it. And what like yeah. whenever I hear that, I just I I just think of like one of the coolest days slash shows that I've ever like experienced. Like everything leading up to it was really cool. The first time we saw plus forty, the first show they ever played. Yeah. At The Roxy. And so I just, I remember like hearing, cause that was a song that we heard them playing. When we were standing outside the venue. When we were like freaking out, like, fuck it. You just give them money. Let's go.
1: We paid off the bouncer and he let us in. That was so
0: cool. I loved it. I loved it. That was a song that we started, cause they haven't played anything yet. They were, they didn't go on. And then they started playing that song. You recognize it. And that's when we started panicking and paid the bouncer to get in real quick (laughs) to catch like the last half of that song. But that was just like magical. What every kid dreams about
1: something straight out of a movie
0: fucking fantastic but chapter 13 is better so
1: all right let's move on to travis what do do we think Travis's uh best best song is outside of blink i mean he has a lot to choose from because there's the aquabats there's his solo album there's all the collaborations he's done boxcar racer plus 44 list goes on and on but
0: what do you got my favorite travis thing is from the Aquabats and it's not like his best drumming by any means. You can't even really tell it's him, but it's the most non-Travis thing he's ever done. Mm,
1: yeah, it is. Cause it's pretty, it's a pretty straightforward beat, but then it's also a ska song and, but it's stupid
0: and he's stupid oh, it in it and he dresses like an idiot. And that's the only thing he's ever done where he didn't take <laughs> himself so damn seriously.
1: That's very, very true. Very true. It's a great song though. Story of Nothing's a great song.
0: Ding, 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 ding.
1: <laughs> it's like it's so stupidly catchy. It's so much fun and it's so childish, but uh it's great. Uh my my Travis song is from The Transplants and the song Quick Death. Uh I think his drumming is pretty straightforward. Uh it's pretty much the rest of the song that I just love. Uh Davey Havoc is on the from AFI is on this song. Uh, he's one of the, the lead vocalists with um, with uh, Skinhead Rob so that's pretty cool and it's just it's a good song with really cool parts in it and I, I think it's a, it's one of his best besides some of the songs from Boxcar Racer uh, this is this is the best for
0: sure good stuff it is a good stuff it is a good stuff it is a good stuff for sure yeah.
1: now let's move on to the final member of Blink-182 the newest the member. member the most important member of Blink-182 Exactly. And that's Matt Skiba. What do we got for Matt Skiba? He's done a little bit outside of Blink, like with Alkaline Trio, of course. Uh, also The Secrets and his solo album. I think he has two solo, so, solo
0: albums, but I, I don't remember. But what do you got? So I've never really listened. I never got into Alkaline Trio, even like in the high school days and, and decades ago. I just never really liked him all that much. I tried listening to The Secrets this week. It's whatever to me. But the only song, actually, there's two songs by Alkaline Trio, and you picked the other one that I like. <laughs> but uh, "Mercy Me," I think, is like my favorite Alkaline Trio song.
1: It's a good one. It's Solid. It's
0: good Got good like harms in it. I like kind of like the way he sings it. It's almost like this weird like 50s style thing going on. It's good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then the, well, the other singer sings in it as well, so it kind of has the not back and forth vocals, but it it's a nice little change up throughout the song. <clears throat> but I, I've I've I think he does so much better in Alkaline Trio vocally. I mean, he actually has that like crooning style with Alkaline Trio that he hasn't brought to Blink, and it sucks because it would fit so well with Mark's voice. But everyone tells him no. That's what it seems like. <laughs> it sucks. But Mercy Me is a really solid song. Um, but my uh, my Skiba my Skiba song is from Alkaline Trio, and it's the song Private Eye. I think it's it's a perfect song, absolutely a perfect song. Can't go wrong with it. Yeah, it's my the lyrics are great.
0: Alkaline Trio song. Yeah, after Mercy Me.
1: There are a lot of good albums on uh, on that album though. The From Here to the Infirmary. There's some solid, solid songs on that. So it was almost a toss-up between Private Eye and a couple other ones, but Private Eye won out.
0: I see. I've listened to From Here to the Infirmary several times. To- like, almost every time we do a Blink album, I I go back and listen to that, and I just Dude, Alkaline Trio are just whatevers. They're so whatever's. They're so vanilla. They're so meh.
1: <laughs> I think musically they're pretty vanilla, but it's keep it's keep his vocals that it that stand out more than anything.
0: But they're not even like great. They're not like iconic. They're not like groundbreaking. They're just like, okay, that was good. That was cool. They're just unique to him right. to him. That's what it is.
1: But I, I kinda understand what you mean with the vanilla of Alkaline Trio. It makes sense. But you know we're asinine radio so we got to play some music uh so before we started the episode jeff and i decided we're gonna play two tom songs and then one mark song because that's all that matters uh i might as well start with angels and airwaves move to mark and then go back to tom sound good yeah that's fine okay so this is uh this is the Angels and airwaves song overload which i was uh, praising so much it's fucking great There's angels and airwaves and their song overload. It's great. It is. Do you, do you like that song though?
0: I think it's okay. I don't understand why you think it's, it's so great. I don't, there's, there's really nothing there. Even Tom's vocals. He doesn't do any kind of like iconic Tom things. He doesn't even kind of like you think that he ventures off and does something totally different. It's just, he's just trying to like just sing normal. It's just, I don't know.
1: But that's kind of its charm. I think, you know, it's, it's straightforward Tom. I think the the melody and the chorus, I think is, he sounds great. I, I think it's so catchy. And that, that high guitar part, it just sounds very like, it's a very new metal sounding tone and just kind of playing, or not playing, but like just songwriting that I feel is very different from what he normally writes. It's great.
0: I don't, fantastic. I don't see it.
1: And I like Brooks' Brooks's um, drumming in it too. It's so tight and some really cool fills but, but yeah that what, what I like about this too is that it's only Tom and Brooks so Tom did everything vocals, bass, guitar, songwriting and then he just had Brooks come in and just lay out the drums on this EP and that was it and it was just super straightforward not fussed over and it's a great EP too I, I highly recommend it to everyone but mm. let's move on
0: let's move on so sound good to
1: uh to our mark favorite to chapter 13 baby chapter 13 and the Plus closer 44.
0: the closer the closer of all closers it really is because normally
1: closers are just not they're decent to okay but goddamn to put your best song as the closer is it's a ballsy move but
0: the song God is man. just like like if i i don't like using this word because it's dumb but this song is like epic right in the context of plus 44 and everything marks like done up until that point it was just like damn dude that was so good it was
1: and just and especially toward the end of the song when it just gets really heavy and he and travis is just slamming on those drums and
0: ah man the song builds really well travis is doing what we all want travis to do right he's hitting him hard he's playing he's playing heavy he's going deep but he's not showing off
1: yeah he's not being super flashy for the sake of being flashy so no. good so here's uh here's chapter 13 from uh the Plus 44s
0: Steps in crowded rooms Food with sweet scents Of autumn blooms Is this what you
1: does a really weird thing with his voice in the in the chorus too that i just the plan. Yeah. That part. it's so weird he doesn't do it on any other song in any band he's been in
0: it's very it's very tom like
1: oh it is yeah that's what that that's what it is ah it's great though
0: that's his final farewell to tom has uh, the tom <laughs> that he knew at that point is, that's true is officially yeah. gone
1: man what a banger of an album this was fuck it's so good
0: just knowing, I mean, just like like thinking of the entire album written as kind of like a, a goodbye to what bromance they had. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, dude, so many people write albums about love in the context of like a sexual type of love. Mm-hmm. But nobody writes a bromance type of love, you know?
1: Yeah. And for Mark the to even like do
0: that. that, that's just that's just mind-blowing
1: it's it makes it even more sad you know that yeah. you know that that you have that sort of connection with somebody and that it you're that devastated from it it's so sad but
0: but so you know, good <laughs> <it's>
1: so <laughs> it really worked good. on that album man it it brought the best out in in mark for sure like mark hadn't written anything that good since probably dude Rancher Cheshi. i mean seriously like if you if you li- okay maybe online songs is the exception but other than that, like solely Mark songs from Blink, there's n- there's nothing better than Chapter Thirteen since Dude Rancher Cheshire.
0: I, I mean, I I agree. I think I think Chapter Thirteen is probably the, and some of the stuff on Plus Forty Four is the best Mark has ever done and probably will ever do. Mm-hmm. But again, that's uh, stating that for the kids, that's some really good Mark stuff in there. Nah, really? Yeah. You like it that much, huh? I just I think I think his his kind of like poetic use of of like imagery with the rotting apples and they rot and fall away and I just mm. that's solid stuff man that's like some shit you hear from I don't know a book you would read in high school <laughs> right <laughs> you ever read a book before <laughs> <laughs> that's all she I, I can't think of one author uh. that you fucking would read <laughs> Like who wrote I *A Raisin Men?
1: I thought you were gonna say that's John Steinbeck.
0: Yeah, it's not John thought, Steinbeck. Would write. I thought
1: you were gonna say like uh, Edgar Allan Poe or something like
0: that. Oh yeah, I could have said that. Oh, that would have been.
1: But that would damn. have been too easy. But you couldn't even come up with the easy option there.
0: I th- I thought I literally thought of zero authors. <laughs> I don't know why
1: that was so hard. Stephen King is an author.
0: All a right, lot okay. Of, a Tyler. Lot of authors. Hindsight's always twenty-twenty, right?
1: R.L. Stein. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just read right? the newspaper now. That's all I read.
1: Oh, I can I still can't believe you have a subscription to the newspaper. Love it, dude. Print's not so, dead, man. It's almost there. It's uh, almost there. You, you're getting stuck in your old way. In 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 the olden days, you know, in your old the ways. <laughs> you. It's great because you've always shit on me for years. You shit on me about how you know I need to I need to to stop living you know in the past and and stop and just like you know like the new things this and that and then you you fucking subscribe to a fucking sunday newspaper or probably daily newspaper i would No
0: okay so i it's 10 bucks a month and i do wednesdays and sundays cuz wednesdays are almost as big as sundays and so <sighs> it's like 10 dollars a month but for 20 dollars a month i could do every single day but i just there's no fucking way i'm going to read it every single day that's just going to be a waste
1: what do you do You sit out on your your back porch and just hell yeah
0: <laughs> Dude, get a nice cup of Joe out there. Oh my God, I just sit there for like an hour and just read it, and I read everything. Put on some I, good tunes. I even no, I don't put on any music. Just listen to the wind. <laughs> I even read the obituaries on Sundays. Jesus
1: Christ, man. I
0: read I read the obituaries because they're always old people, and I feel like like that's it for these people. They're they have they have ceased to exist, and yeah. at least like me reading about them and just like sharing something about their life. Maybe gives them like a little bit more, you know, like one last little spark, one last little flame before they disappear into foreverness, before they get married by Rage Against the Machine. Oh God,
1: I like that. That's that's a cool, a cool idea, or like a a sentimental idea.
0: I I like that. Actually, you're winning
1: me over. You're winning me over. Let's just say that
0: I don't read everything. I don't read the comics though. Why? Uh, I don't know. Because not funny enough for you? Some of them are, but. You think you're better than everyone else? Uh, like the Family Circus? Those are always so dumb.
1: I don't even remember what was uh, even in the cartoons. The funnies, as some would say. But
0: the print's cool, man. You sit out there. Yeah. What I do is I take the uh, like I, I I fully open it, and then I flick it. You know, like you flick it to get the creases. Yeah. I like just right. I <laughs> flick it. <laughs> and then when I fold it over so I can read like one page, I like flick it again and then fold it back and just sit it on my lap and I read and. It's nice and calming.
1: <laughs> You're such an old man.
0: I get to get all my weekly events on one day. No, I mean, okay, if it works for you, it works for you. And these people are getting paid for this, right? So it's not just like BuzzFeed writing fucking stupid articles. Yeah. Trying, to, I mean, I'm sure they get paid too, but it's not just like some stupid website that you've never heard of posting something. It's actually somebody who's putting their name out there, who's putting their life out there, who's putting their livelihood out there writing things. So you can kind of take it a little bit more serious than you can with the internet. I guess. I guess so.
1: I guess it might it might legitimize it a little bit more. Maybe.
0: Because there's a pic there's a picture of the person. It's like, "Oh, this article is written by Tyler Anstead. And there's like a picture of him. You can, he can be reached at or it's like, "For for errors, please call this number, please email this number." It's I don't know. It 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 feels it feels like they're putting more effort into it.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I I guess so. I appreciate that. What is it, like the Phoenix Chronicles or something like that? It's the Arizona Republic. Arizona Republic. Sounds very conservative.
0: I see. I tried to find, I I, I was, so I I subscribed to this one without doing any research on it. And then I was like, you know, this is probably going to just be straight, like conservative right-wing stuff. I should probably subscribe to like the New York Times or something. Mm -hmm. And then come to find out the Arizona Republic is pretty much owned by USA Today. Oh, Okay. So that's, I mean, USA Today does lean a little bit to the left, but it's almost right there in the middle, I feel.
1: It's closer to the middle, yeah. So I'm good, baby. Oh, man, all this newspaper talk, it's great. It's fucking great.
0: I love print, dude. Love it.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's get into the into the last song of the week. Yeah. Um, this is another Tom song. its I, I honestly think it's a, cl- a classic Tom song. This comes off of his one solo record. Um and it's uh, it's called Golden Showers in the Golden State. So here it is. Good old Tom Delong.
0: No fade there, huh? What? No fade there, huh? What do you mean? I'm fading right now. Well, you taught before you started the fade. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No,
1: I did not. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's Golden Showers in the Golden State from his solo album that came out a couple of years A few years ago. It's so good. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so funny at the same time. I'll let you watch your favorite show while I'm pooping on your cousin. Like It gets me every time I hear it. It's so dumb.
0: <laughs> you can take a dump on my chest if it's okay. Just don't take a piss in someone's mouth when you're away.
1: <laughs> it's so immature. I love it.
0: He can just, he can do, it It just seems like he, he still likes to do this type of music, clearly. Yeah. And even like half the half of that um, EP or that album, whatever it is, it's only like eight songs, but half of it sounds like angels and airwaves and the other half is almost reminiscent to blink. And so you clearly know he likes to do this type of music. He likes this.
1: Yeah, it clearly. And well, the reason why he put it out was it was right after he, uh, he was fired from blink and he had demos for both bands, angels and airwaves and blink. And he's like, I might as well just kind of finish them and then put them out and, you know, start over, start all over. And that's exactly what he did. So, this is another example of him just doing it all by himself and then having Brooks Wackerman, the drummer, coming in and just lay everything down real quick and that's what you get. <laughs> and he did a couple music videos for the a few of the songs on here. So it's good stuff. Some good really good stuff on this album actually.
0: It got shit on though by all the by a lot of the publications online. People of hated it. it. Of course it did. Of course it did. But people have girls, been shitting on uh,
1: people have been shitting on Tom since like two thousand six. Yeah. When he true. when he, they put out when he put out the first angels on airways record. You know, that's when everybody started shitting on him. So, I don't really believe it, but people cuz people are dumb. They don't know what the fuck People they're talking are about. dumb. They're dumb. They're so dumb. Words
0: are like bullets.
1: <laughs> <sighs> okay, that's it for the songs of the week. Let's just get into some uh to some new music that was released this week. It's been pretty slow, but a couple bands have returned or at least one band has returned with a new song and that band is uh sparta sparta now only consists of jim ward who was in at the driving for a very long time played guitar and vocals in the band um and yeah this is his band and they put out a new song called believe uh it was okay right it's just, it's not bad it's just straightforward indie rock i mean and it's not what like what they were doing before but
0: you know, I- it's- like the thing. more I think about it, the more I, I'm I'm leaning towards like bad because if it's just okay and it's gonna get lost into the sands of time, then it's just bad. Well, We're never gonna talk about this ever again. Probably not.
1: But so I might as well get this out of the way right now. But yeah, new Sparta song, meaning a new album. It's called Trust the River, and it's coming out April 10th.
0: Trust the River as we follow you. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: And they're also doing a uh, a tour uh, in April and May, playing some pretty small shows uh, throughout California or like the West Coast. And uh, I think like Texas, of course, where they're from in El Paso and I think some East Coast states. But go check it out if you're interested. I know people still go see them and people still really like them. So good for them, you know?
0: That's gotta be like a, you know, I've liked him for this long. I may as well just keep liking him, type of thing. That, that's what it seems like with... Uh, jim ward but anyway um anyway
1: another new song has come from uh the drummer from system of a down he uh he's he's putting out this like covers album uh i think next month so he's having just a bunch of people on to to do covers and they one of the songs that they put out is a radiohead song a Radiohead cover i should say called street spirit he got mr shadows from uh to sing on it from avenger sevenfold and Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine to play guitar on it, and it's fucking boring. It's just no good. It sucks. I mean, I'm not much of a Radiohead fan as it is, but I know you are, and you don't even care for this.
0: Nah, so this is good. this is lame. This is uh, this is from the Benz Radiohead's album, and that was a cool that was a cool album. That was similar to like Kid A kind of, mm-hmm. but this but their version was just. It was most of the vocals for me. The vocals were just lame. They were just awful.
1: Yeah, Mr. Shadows is just not good. I mean, and you can be a... You don't have to be a good singer to, like, have good music, you know? Like, Tom DeLonge is a perfect example of that. But, <laughs> like, and Mr. Shadows is... He's just boring. He he's, I don't know. He's just not good.
0: No good. I agree. I think he's awful.
1: Yeah. So, we're not going to play either one of these songs from mr shadows or but uh let's just move on to some uh to some happenings in the the music world uh pretty much actually yeah everything on here is pretty negative (laughs) but you know it's people get old and shit happens and it's the way she goes so the first thing here is uh aerosmith they're pretty much a bunch of jerks if you didn't know already they're they're kind of jerks uh their drummer he apparently he's he had a heart issues like over a year ago so he left the band had some surgery and he took a hiatus from the band it was all good and then a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago they were supposed to play like the grammys or they're going to be playing the grammys and then like one other show and the guys in the band said no you're not coming back because you're you know you're gonna we don't want anything to happen and so the drummer fought back. Was it him, Kramer, John Kramer?
0: Yeah, remember. something like that.
1: So he, uh, so he said, no, I want to play with you. And they said, okay, well, then we're going to have to test you. So they literally had him come into the studio, play to a click track of a live performance that he did not play on. And then he played for like an hour. And then the band separately <laughs> without him listened back to it and then made the decision, no, you're still not well enough. You don't have enough energy to play like these couple of shows so then he got mad the drummer got mad and he said you know I, i'm gonna come back up so i'm gonna sue you because you're not letting me back in the band so then he sued the band the band got a restraining order against him and hired a bodyguard to protect their rehearsal studio and there's actually video of him going to the rehearsal studio and confronting the bodyguard or the security guard you know trying to get into the rehearsal space so and awkward then, and then the judge and then the judge ruled in favor of the band saying that he's not fit to play. So that was kind of weird. And then a couple nights ago, Aerosmith were awarded some, like, something, I don't know, some event, like Music Cares or something like that. And then Kramer was there. He was up (laughs) on stage with the band, and then the band performed without him. But he was just there on stage to accept the awards. So the entire thing is super
0: fucking weird. I've never seen anything like this. It's It's so weird. It's just so dumb um, it's just so sad and pathetic that the the corporate structuring of the way bands have become gets into the way of the music of the friendships and just kind of like the overall vibe of what they're trying to do And that's what this is going on here that's what's going on here
1: yeah and like another another musician said like my Mike, uh, Mike Portnoy who's playing dream theater he made a good point like he's only he's not asking to like go on a world tour he's asking to play like two or three shows with the band to only play like a couple of songs and their biggest hits that he's been playing for 50 years. So it's not like he's having to learn new material and he's playing for 2 or 3 hours. He's only playing a, a, like a small handful of songs. So it's like it just seems like real pettiness from the bands from the from the band's point of view.
0: Like I have I have no other I have nothing else to go on other than the fact that this is lawyers getting involved and there's money involved and so that's the reason why they're not allowing him to play on one or two songs. Mm-hmm. And then that also kind of like furthers my conspiracy of bands that, the, bands who have gotten to this stage are no longer a band anymore. They're just contractually obligated or they're money driven and they don't even like doing any, anything anymore except for just making money.
1: Yeah. I think that's exactly it is what it sad. is. sad. Money rules everything around us. I don't know.
0: Drugs rule everything around me. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. But, but the... The Wu Tang part was cash. Was cash, yeah. But the transplant one was drugs.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so edgy. Oh, Travis <laughs> is so edgy. Um, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne, uh, he's been <clears throat> he's been sick recently, and even people have rumored that he's on his deathbed, which he isn't. Uh, but it was confirmed that he has been battling Parkinson's Parkinson's disease for several years now. And people have always speculated that over the last, like, 15 years because of his constant, like, tremors and shaking. Uh, but he always attributed that to, like, you know, <laughs> the extensive drug and alcohol abuse over the years, <laughs> over the decades. But it is confirmed that he does have Parkinson's disease, Parkinson's disease, and that's very, very sad because that's a shitty fucking disease to have, especially at his age. So, yeah, that sucks. Ozzy Osbourne, Parkinson's disease. Um more more negativity coming your way uh one uh i don't know how to pronounce his name last name correctly but i'm gonna try Juan (sighs) alderete is that how you how you pronounce it i guess i don't know but anyway he is uh he was the bass player for the mars volta for almost their entirety uh and he's also marilyn manson's bass player over the last like two years but he's also played in like racer x and a bunch of other fucking bands and uh, he was in a bicycle accident on January 13th. And it was just announced yesterday, actually, that he's been in a coma ever since. And according to his wife, it, it, nobody else is involved in the accident. It was He just fell, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, you know, traumatic brain injury. And he's been in a coma since. And nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, I mean, it's been over, it's been almost two weeks now. And there's still no prognosis she on, said like he a, was
0: wearing a helmet, he had protective clothing on. It yeah. just seems so bizarre. He must have like fallen
1: down like a like ditch a cliff. or something. Yeah, cuz there's no I, I don't understand that with a helmet and everything. Like he had to he had to have fallen down a hill. So, cuz I, I I follow him on Instagram and stuff and I know he's like an avid like um uh road cyclist. So I he, I've never seen him like post like mountain biking stuff, but I always see him like riding his bike around the streets. So he must have been like, my, my theory is he was riding like a riverbed and he probably went off like the side and just like got fucked up.
0: Yeah, that's super intense. talented
1: musician. Yeah. And that, that's horrible. It really sucks. And I've I met him a few times too. And he's a really, really, really nice guy. Very, very nice. Very friendly. Talked to me for a while and he's he's great. He was a really cool guy when I met him.
0: Got that picture um, she posted though of, of him and all of his pedals and his, all his gadgets. Yeah. And he's in that red suit or whatever. Oh my god, he, the guy—he probably has every single possible like bass pedal you could possibly own.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you? Well, he he runs a um a YouTube channel called Pedals and Effects with uh, Nick Reinhardt from or uh, not RX Bandits. I don't remember what bandy's from right now off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah, they they have a YouTube channel and they all they do is talk about pedals, like all of his existing pedals, and they constantly buy new pedals and just test them out. And it's actually a really cool YouTube channel that that he's had for several years several years now.
0: But well, that makes sense then.
1: Yeah. But yeah, he, he he seems like a cool dude. Um next thing, this is Mars Volta related as well. Uh Cedric Bixler Bixler Zavala, the singer from the Mars Volta at the drive in, all that stuff. He uh him and his wife, Chrissy, they were uh they used to be Scientologists many years ago. Uh, and before Cedric and his wife Chrissy were were together, she was with Danny Masterson uh, from that '70s show. They dated for a while, and then you know she actually was raped by him. And he allegedly he raped several other women. And a couple years ago, several anonymous women came out, stepped forward, and said Danny Masterson raped them. One of them being Chrissy, but it was anonymous. So Danny Masterson's lawyer t- took it upon herself to reveal the names of those women who were. An- who wanted to remain anonymous and revealed all of their names. So this is when it all started was a couple of years ago. And it was, a, it was shown that it was her and uh, several other women accusing him and then cancel culture happened. He was canceled. And, uh, and so all this shit's been happening and following Cedric's socials I've seen over the last couple of years, th- their, one of their dogs was killed like a year and a half ago from blunt force trauma, somebody like came into their backyard and beat the shit out of their dog to the point where it was like, it was still alive. So they ended up having to take it to the vet and putting it down. And then there have been multiple harassments, like people following um, uh, the two of them, plus their kids taking pictures and videos of them and just constantly harassing them, parking in front of their house, harassing them. And uh, they filed multiple police reports, but nothing's ever come of it. And they have security cameras everywhere. But the, the the most recent thing that's happened with them is that uh, a couple days or a few days ago, somebody had thrown like like it looked like raw meat. Yeah, like a burger patty a or something. Of, yeah, it was like a burger patty with a little thing, like green like looked like a, like a dog chew toy, and the green thing was actually rat poison. And one of their dogs, their one year old like German Shepherd mix, ate it and almost died. And they ended up having to take it to the vet, and then eventually putting that dog down as well. And, uh, and yeah, so it's just like, they're constantly being like harassed and, and you know, their, their dogs are dying and you know, nobody's doing anything about it. It's really, it's a really bizarre situation.
0: It's like, they're not even fighting Danny anymore. They're fighting like the entire Scientology.
1: Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and some people might say, oh, well, you know, maybe they're just being dramatic about the whole Scientology thing, but they're not the first people to have this happen to them like there are many many cases like you could just look it up there's so many cases of of this thing hap- of these types of things happening but people don't really have a have a voice or a stage to 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 talk about it but because cedric has like such a loyal fan base and you know he, he's so well liked by so many people like he does have that that voice so he can talk about it but they're still getting harassed and nobody does anything about it so,
0: it's he, fucked up. And he posted like a recording of supposedly Danny's wife mocking Cedric's wife, his wife, yeah, about like the details of it of the rape, and it's just everything's so gross.
1: Yeah, it's disgusting. It's despicable. But I don't know. What, what's her name? Bijou Phillips or something like that? Yeah, you know, i do not how to say her name. Yeah, I think it's Bijou Phillips. I I don't know. She's an actress, right?
0: I I don't know. I think she is. I don't but even watch anyway. that '70s show anymore.
1: I never liked that show anyway. That show was kind of dumb. The last bit we have here, we're gonna end it on a negative note, but you know that's the way she goes. Uh, there's a musician. His name is David Olney. I'd never heard of him, but I guess he was a kind of well liked, like acoustic folk singer. Uh, he's 71 years old, and he was playing a show, a concert, a couple days ago, and he was third song in, halfway through the third song, and he stops the song and he just says, "I'm sorry," and then he kind of like. S- sits there and closes his eyes and he just died Oof. right there on stage like, Oof. like what the fuck and apparently there's a doctor in the audience and the doctor went they, the doctor went up on stage and they tried to resuscitate him but he never came back and you know medics came and were unable to revive him but yeah he just he died literally right there on stage what i mean i just it's crazy <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking just, crazy it seems
0: so like surreal just to actually die doing what you love doing yeah and i mean i i guess it's 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 kind of like a a silver lining that he did die this way yeah right but i mean damn that's intense
1: but he like died so quickly too you know it's like when you have a heart attack like i mean yeah it can happen really fast but for you to know that it's going to happen like that and then just to react that way just seems so
0: so unusual Maybe he was just trying to like play through it and then when he realized that this wasn't this was something different, that's when he was like, oh, Okay, I'm sorry. And then died. That's crazy.
1: Crazy, crazy.
0: So now like, I mean just to go off on a little bit off topic, so do these people get their money back for this show or is that That's what people were, were
1: actually I saw comments like that. <laughs> and um and more than likely I'm sure they were all
0: refunded. I would assume. From the venue. Like they or, were or give refund. them like a coupon for buy one, get one free drink. <laughs> but
1: but honestly, I, I, I honestly think anybody in the venue would have not got a refund. I think they would have just, you know, wanted to just have all the proceeds go to the family and stuff because, I mean, who would who honestly would go get get a refund from that? Depending on the venue. But I mean, like, who would actually go to the box office
0: after? Like, right after? No, no Or way. even
1: like in the future, like within like a the, the couple days, like now, like... That seems kind of like
0: I I honestly it depends it how much they paid for the ticket, what kind of what what the venue was. If it was like the House of Blues and the House of Blues was going to do nothing for the family, was going to do nothing for the fans and like fuck it, fuck them, dude. I for sure get my money back. But if it was like, oh, "Hey, everybody that paid for their ticket tonight, all that money is going to funeral costs or whatever it is." And that's that's fine. That's admirable. I'm sure I'm sure it did. But I feel like a House of Blues corporation is not going to do something like that. They're going to you paid. Forget Maybe. it. All ticket sales are final.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's sad stuff, and what a, what a way to go. But yeah, that's it. Ending it on a on a downer, but uh, but that that's it. And um, our blink bonanza. Listen to the main episode because the blink bonanza is going to be it's going to be much more upbeat and fun. There might be some fighting, but I mean, you know, that's that's what we do. That's what we, we kinda, do. We kind of fight. Uh, and if you don't kind of know what we're gonna be doing on the Blink Bonanza, we're just gonna be going. We're gonna be going through every single album briefly. We're gonna try to. R- we're gonna rank all of them individually. But then we're gonna try to see if we can compromise and uh, and come up with something like a, like an actual.
0: We will have to. We we have to. We're not gonna stop compromise. until we do.
1: Yeah, this could be a, a ten-hour episode. We don't know.
0: It could. I don't
1: know. Whatever. It could be ten it, seconds. It could be. Yeah, we are. don't. Our know. rankings we could could know. line up. You never know. But uh, that's it. That's all for Asinine Radio. Uh, Week four. Yeah, week four of January 2020. And uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Stay tuned for the Blink Bonanza because it is our 182nd episode. (laughs) I feel like it's the first
0: time you've mentioned it tonight.
1: No, I mentioned it at the beginning. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. I think that's but true. that was like the only time I mentioned it. Okay. But I'll probably mention it like a hundred more times. Anyway, that's it. That's all. You have anything else to say? I don't. Okay, David Javi. David Javi. Bye. David Javi.